the battle of prayer. How many times have we wanted and decided that we would spend time in prayer or maybe reading more of the Bible, maybe such as like a New Year's resolution or something related to God, and in the end we find ourselves not able to do it. Whether we get too busy, whether we're too tired, maybe we get hit by a bunch of doubts, um, frustrations, kind of being mad at God, or maybe we try to pray and we just get plain distracted uh, and just give up. That prayer can be a battle, and in fact, I was I'm looking at the catechism about this, and there's a whole section, apparently the people that wrote the catechism pray, because there's a whole section on how difficult prayer can be, right? That prayer is a battle. It's a battle, uh, first and foremost, with ourselves. And whether we can have the um, desire and the perseverance to even do it, to even enter into that relationship um, with God the Father, And so how do we grow in prayer? How do we open up our heart? How do we develop the skills or whatever um, to be able to get more out of prayer, to enjoy prayer, to make it stronger? There's a lot we could talk about, but I want want to kind of try to focus on three things from our readings today. The first is prayer is a matter of perseverance persistence, that we're given this story of this widow who um, wants this judge to do something for her, and so she continually bombards him, just keeps coming at him. When he's not doing what she wants, she lets him know, and she just keeps coming until she doesn't give up. And, and even though she's not getting in the short term what she wants, um, she perseveres. I mean, you think about anything that, many things that we've tried, people try to do, you know, New Year's, people try to do exercise programs, and, and they last for so long. We try new things or whatnot, but then they, and they don't last. But prayer is one of those things that we, we have to be persistent. We have to have the big view in mind, whether we miss a day of prayer, whether, whether we're feeling really dry, where we're getting really nothing out of it, like Mother Teresa I mentioned the other week, that can we persevere with the big picture in mind. Um, If I can use an analogy, um, if you were at the football game yesterday, um, I like football, and so here you have um, our team, the Lumberjacks, going down the field, working hard, things are kind of working, not so working, we settle for a field goal. We come down again, we're, we're moving down the field, we're moving, we're trying, we can't really do it, we get a field goal. The other team comes down, scores a touchdown. We try, we can't, they come back down, they score another touchdown. Then third quarter, we break it open, we score a whole bunch of points, um, and then all of a sudden we kind of relax, and then all of a sudden we're overcome again, but we endure. And, and by being persistent and persevering through the entire game, we win. But there's moments in the middle of the game in which you're, you're trying really hard and there's very little payout. And in fact, you, you, maybe you're trying, but no matter what you try, you're just overwhelmed by the things. The other team comes at us. In a similar way with prayer, right? No matter how hard we try sometimes, it's like, what's the point, you know? Um, 
I keep forgetting or I'm so busy and we're overwhelmed with that. And maybe, maybe this time in our life, maybe this isn't our best quarter, so to speak. Well, you're here at Mass, so that's good, right? You know, that um, we're, we're, we're doing what we can. Um, but even if this isn't our best quarter, that we have the big picture in mind. Can we persevere? I remember one of the things I've tried to do, um, I came across this, uh, this, these little flyers to read the Bible in a year. Um, somebody gave me one one time years ago, and I was like, all right, let's give that a try. You know, and so you're check, check. I'm like, I want to go fast, so I'll do two in a day. You know, and then, and then all of a sudden it was like, it's been a week and I haven't done it at all. Wait a minute, you know. And, and after a while, in, instead, of, instead of being a read the Bible in a year, for me it turned out to be read the Bible in a year and eight months. You know, um, but it taught me something about that, you know, when it comes to our relationship with God, it's not about perfection. Because he knows in their, our relationship, he's the only one that's perfect. But can I persevere? That's the question that's up to me, that, that, that when I miss days of reading the Bible in a year, and whether I picked it up again, even when I felt discouraged, that the only one I could point the finger at when I didn't do it was me. And so if I'm faltering in my prayer, in my relationship with God, there's really only one person to point the finger at. Um, and so then I accept that, and I pray today. I persevere today. So persistence. The second thing that can, just a reminder of, of what's really helpful in prayer, is the power of Scripture. The, the, the Bible, I mean, it's it's important because otherwise God wouldn't have given it to us. Um, but it, it reveals God's plan. It reveals God's love for us. And, and the more we can um, kind of unite that to our heart, then, then we carry that power with us. That, that as I go through my day, that I'm not alone. Um, that I can remember that um, when, I'm, when I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed, that I can think of you know, Philippians 4.13. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or when I'm feeling kind of sad or down, I can, I can remember um, 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Rejoice always. If you, if you want to memorize a scripture verse, memorize these two words, right? Rejoice always. You know? And, and how easy that is when I have it committed to memory, when I have it, then I can just call it to mind in difficult moments and, and let God remind me that even, even when the whole world is against me, that even when I seem to have failed at everything, that, that I can find in Jesus Christ a reason to rejoice right now. And so turning to the scriptures and, and committing that to heart, um, making that part of our daily prayer. The third thing that's very important, um, what helps us in prayer is community. That that we need people around us to strengthen us. That, that the image that's given to us today in our, in, in our first reading uh, is Moses, right? And so Moses is in the middle of a battle. And as long as he's holding his hands up to God, that his side is winning, is doing well. Which in itself is an analogy that, that, that as long as our hearts and our, our bodies and everything is turned to God, as long as we're praying and we can persevere that the victory is ours. We're, we're, on, we're living our life how we need to. We're on the right page. We have peace. We know which direction to go. 
But as soon as we start to get weary um, and we stop praying, as soon as we turn our, our focus away from God, that that's when the battle starts to overcome us. That's when the things of life really just overwhelm me and, and get stressed. And, you know, and so in a sense, when we're busy, when we're at our most stressful times, we need to pray even more, right? That we need to start the day with prayer. And so that when the battle comes and we're overwhelmed and it's a stressful week, that we're ready for that. But the other thing that happens is, is, is when Moses finds himself weak, what happens? But these other two guys show up, Aaron and this guy named Hur, and they give him a rock to sit on and they, they hold up his arms. You're not strong enough to hold him up right now. We're going to hold him up for you. And sometimes that's us. Sometimes we, we're really weak. And if we don't have people around us that are supporting us, helping us go in the direction we want to go, it's not going to happen. Maybe this weekend's kind of an example, you know. People had a lot of options for choices they could make this weekend. And if we were the only person in our group of friends that said, you know, I don't, I don't know that I want to do all that, what you guys are doing, because that's kind of dumb, you know. And, and, but if we're the only one who's, who's trying to do that, it's not going to work. That, that somehow we need to find some sort of community of people that, that can help me stay strong when I'm really weak. When I have a bad day and I don't want to fall flat on my face, I need people to kind of help me keep going. I, I know for me, one of the, one of the things, uh, other than my daily prayer, um, getting before the Lord and saying, Lord, I can't do this, I need you to do it for me. This, the second thing that's most helpful to me as, as a priest has been uh, this group of priests that I gather together with once a month. They make me drive down to Phoenix, and that's okay, but I go to Phoenix, and, and, and we gather for, we do a holy hour, uh, we have scripture, and then we, we kind of just share. We say, based on the scripture, what is God trying to say to me? What's God doing in my life? Um, and we kind of share about that. Then, then we eat, we hang out, um, and we just, we just kind of hang out. And as I've reflected on my last five years of priesthood, that that that's probably been, other than, again, other than daily prayer, having that, that small community supporting me has been the greatest help. And so maybe, maybe we don't have that right now, but where can we find it? Um, maybe there's people around you that you're not seeing right now, but if, maybe the Newman Center can be that, you know? That's why I kind of promote the Bible studies we do here so much, because we need that, you know, to get together once a week with people that we can read the Bible and share, and we can go and we can say, I have no idea what this scripture passage means. And they'll look at me and not laugh. Instead, they'll be like, I feel the same way, you know, like, <laughs> let's, let's, let's try to work this through together, you know. Um, but there's people who are, who are there to walk them. That's why we're doing this retreat this coming weekend. It's an opportunity for, for us to find some support, to let, to let each other know that we're not alone. That even if I come to Mass and don't know anybody, that, that there's other people, other Catholics who are trying and in the same struggles and, and all that. But we need community. I'm going to give an example from something I saw this week. This week was the, um, the first show of the new season of Biggest Loser, right? And so here's a group of people who come together with the same goal of wanting to, you know, not necessarily grow closer to God, but want to lose weight. Um, and so they realize that they can do that better in community. And in the middle of the first show, you know, you've seen it with the trainers, that Jillian Michaels, right, um, she loves to yell at people. And so, so you have everybody's on these treadmills, right, and they're going, and, and she's just like yelling at them. And, 
and if, if, you can, if you can sift through her yelling and actually listening to what she says, it's pretty profound because her philosophy is that this is just a window into what really needs to happen in your heart, a decision you have to make. And so the decision she says, she, 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 she yelled this to them in the middle of this show. She says, if you have a why to live for, you can tolerate and endure any how. So if we know the why, we'll figure out the how. And so if we know why we want to pray, if we know what our goal is, if, if we know the, the love of God that's there waiting for us, and that that's more important than anything else in my life, then nothing's going to get in the way. No matter how tired I am, no matter how busy or stressed, no matter how frustrated and dry my prayer might be. That if, we, if it's the, that love of Christ that's drawing us, and we know why we want that relationship, that, that why I need God, I need that direction, I need that peace, I need a little more of that joy in my life. That, that if, God, if God is the one, you know the image tonight is a just judge, but I think a better image is a generous father. And if God is the one who created me and he knows what's going to lead me to true happiness, then that's the path I want to choose. And I get confused easy. I, I have so many things and I'm stressed and I don't know if I'm making good choices. And by turning to prayer, I'm entering into that relationship and I'm following his voice and I'm being led to those things that are going to make me truly happy, truly peaceful. And so God is the one who stands there and waits with his hand extended. And he waits for us to enter into that relationship that's, that's beautiful, where he takes us as we are, and not when we're perfect, but as we are. And as I turn to God in prayer, that he begins to change my heart to stop wanting just what I want, but begin to want what he wants, what is best for me. And so then I'm ready. St. Augustine talks about that by, by turning to God in prayer, that he makes my heart ready. Prayer doesn't do anything for God, but what it does for me is it makes my heart ready to receive what God wants to give me. And so if I have not spent time in prayer... My heart is not ready to receive the good things that God wants to give me. It's not time yet. I'm not ready yet. I have to wait till purgatory, till he does it kind of, you know, he burns away that which is me so that he can give me what is him. And so prayer teaches me that God is not my judge, but God is my greatest ally. And when I go out and I face life, which is the true battle, that I realize that we have the greatest friend, that we have the greatest ally on our side that wants to give us strength and perseverance and joy and consolation. That makes me want to pray.